Hey, this is Carla. And this is Jasmine. And you're listening to Cracking, Cracking the, the Coconut, Coconut, where we tackle taboo conversations in the Filipino community. By cracking one coconut at a time. Hello, Coconut family. Welcome back to Cracking the Coconut. I hope you all are having an amazing, super duper, califragic, expialidocious day, <laughs> evening, week, whatever. I am your host, Carla J. Hi, my name is Jasmine, and we are actually... On episode nine now, is it? Mm-hmm. We're ninety percent done with season one, everybody. Yeah, it's we have cool. we have this episode and our season finale, episode ten, which will be out next week. And let me tell you, it's gonna be a fun one. Season season ten. I mean, episode ten. My bad. I'm on season ten already. <laughs> episode ten is gonna be real real fun. So I can't wait for you guys to go check that out once it gets uh, mm-hmm. released. Yeah, and again, we've said it in the past several episodes, but we truly do mean it. And we mean it with the most genuine of our hearts. Thank you so, so, so much for all the love, the support, and everything when it comes to Cracking the Coconut, your comments, your likes, interacting on our Instagram and TikTok feeds. It's just so awesome and so amazing. And we love all the support from everyone, not just with our friends and family and people that we know personally, but even uh, strangers. But are you really strangers? You're more like part of the family, the coconut coconut fam. fam. You're the coconut fam. (laughs) All right, so our big topic today, episode nine, Cracking the Coconut, season one, it's gonna be... Gonna be... Filipino family traditions. Ooh, so, (laughs) if you don't know, or if you're aware, I don't know, (laughs) Filipinos are very traditional people. It's an amazing thing. I love that we have so many amazing, beautiful traditions. And some of them are traditions that have to do with holidays like Christmas or Thanksgiving or whatever it may be. And sometimes they're just traditions that have been passed down from generation to generation that all are similar within families. Let's just jump into to a big family tradition mm-hmm. um, that I'm sure a lot of Filipinos experience, yep. especially Filipinos overseas. So whether you're in America, Canada, Australia, you know, Europe, all that. Uh, it's sending money back home to the family in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. That's a big, big thing. That's a big tradition. Yeah. In in my family, I definitely know that they sent money. So my grandpa, um, especially, he was big on sending money mm-hmm. back home uh, to his family, um, you know, like estate. They had like a mausoleum. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they had to send, he had to send money back home to help maintain that space. Yeah. And that's where his, his parents were laid to rest. Um, you know, and that's something that, you know, he willingly wanted to do. Um, mm-hmm. And and it was great. Like, you know, it showed that how much he cared and respected, like, you know, his, his you know, parents and mm-hmm. respecting them in the afterlife. Um, so that was really cool to see. But, you know, I'm pretty sure it came with a lot, a lot of issues. Yeah. Like sending family, sending family home. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, <bitch>. No, <laughs> sending money back home to the Philippines to family is not just within the Filipino culture. It's it spans across many different cultures. So we are 90 Day Fiance fans. And if you don't know what that show is, definitely go watch it. You can find clips of it on YouTube. They are streaming it on Discovery Plus. It's on um, Hulu. Also, as well, I believe. Uh, maybe. Okay. I don't know. No, no, no. Do <laughs> I don't read. know their life. <laughs> but 90 Day Fiance, essentially what it is, it's a reality TV show on TLC about couples who have 90 days to get married because they are on what is called a fiance visa. And so if you meet a boo, your boo thing out in the Philippines and you want them to stay out in the U.S., then you have 90 days to get married so they can stay in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And 90 days to lock them down. 90 days to lock them down. Let me tell <laughs> you, it, in 90 days, I barely can lock down a routine of breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind a whole ass partner. No pressure. Uh, you got 90 days to, to make sure that this motherfucker is someone you want to keep around for the rest of your life. Yeah. And the thing <laughs> about it is, is that um, there are many, many, many people on a 90 Day Fiance who come from a plethora of cultures and traditions. And whenever they're out here in the 
in the U.S., they always like spent sending money back home. And a lot of the times their American partner um usually white American partners mm -hmm. don't understand why they have to send money home every single month. And they tend to get into a lot of arguments of, you know, we just sent them $200 last month. Why do we have to do it again mm -hmm. this month? And they really don't understand why they keep sending money over when they just did it like not too long ago yeah yeah it's not a one-time payment when you're sending money back home to the family because you know a lot of people don't understand or don't see it as as you know if you marry a person mm -hmm. you're also marrying that person's fam yeah and um you know it might be different in american um culture i guess mm -hmm. where <laughs> you know a lot of people want to keep it solid with their just core groups so the 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 spouses, um, the children, that's that's the immediate family, of course. Mm -hmm. But not knowing that, you know, mom's is back home in the Philippines and she's comes from struggle. She needs some money. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in America, that's kind of like your way of giving back to your family and letting them, letting them know like, hey, I still support you. I still love you. Mm -hmm. Here's um, some money to, to do that. Yeah. And if you have the financial means, by all means, fucking go for it. If there's i mean we have tons of family back home in the philippines my parents are always sending them money back home but i remember one time i was not eavesdropping but i was in the same room as them when they were talking about it but i guess there was a specific family member back home in the philippines that kept asking my parents for money and they weren't being grateful mm. at all and just were ve being very very greedy and my parents were discussing amongst themselves and saying kind of thinking, okay, what should we do this next month? Because they keep asking for money and that's not a problem, but mm -hmm. it's very greedy or they keep upping it like, oh, I know you sent 200 last week or last month, but can we have 600 this time? And Ooh, it's like, where does this money going? Of course, if you need help paying for bills or electricity or you need books for school, you know, we're happy to help. But at this point, you're taking advantage yeah. of you know, and $200, that goes a long way in the Philippines. But $200 here in the U.S., that's still, that's a phone bill. That's, that could be a car payment. Yeah, yeah that's a still a lot. Rent. Mm -hmm. you know, I, I know my grandma, too. She actually helped rebuild her family home oh, wow. back in the Philippines. And it, you know, turned out really nice. Um, and, you know, like that's also a way to preserve your legacy, your, mm -hmm. your family life back in the Philippines to help better themselves. And, you know, I'm all for that. Um, but I think, too, uh, what a lot of people back home in the Philippines, especially um, don't realize, like what they don't realize is, you know, if you're in America, like we said before, it doesn't mean it's all good and gravy. Mm -hmm. You know, like 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 Carla said, that two hundred dollars can go a long way there, but it also can go a long way here. Um, you know, and a lot of people can't even afford to save sometimes in America. Mm -hmm. So it might be easy to ask for that $200 every, every month, but you know, things do happen here that can affect how much can be given back. And, yeah. um, you know, I think there needs to be conversations there as well to yeah. have a better understanding, um, of finances, I guess. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of confusing too, because you shouldn't really be talking about finances with just anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I have a question for you, Jazz. Yeah. Okay. So say there was a distant cousin or auntie, on your mom's side in the Philippines that you've never ever met but you've heard their name in passing every once in a while but you've never met them never had a FaceTime call you don't even have them as a friend on Facebook mm -hmm. and they hit you up and they're really struggling and they're asking you to send them $500 to help uh, maybe they're about to lose their house or they need groceries or they're just really mm. struggling and you are their last like hope would you send them that $500 well, it goes a lot with that because first I got to verify that this person is not a scammer. Oh, hence, yeah. me being scammed in the past, episode three. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> episode three. Check out episode three. Carl and I both got scammed. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, at first I got to verify, like, who is this person? Mm -hmm. You know, because I know that there are a lot of family that, um, you know, I ha I'm friends with on Facebook that are on my mom's side, but I don't necessarily know who they are yeah um of course i could check with like my fam who i do know and be like hey like this cousin hit me up are they really our cousin like do they really need money you know but obviously you know if i had the money to send them to support like i would absolutely do it if you're like my fam yes even if i don't know you because i feel like that's an extension mm -hmm. of support like if if my mom was still here if my mama was still here her mom 
I know they would reach out yeah. and offer some money and help because they know that their family comes from, you know, poverty. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot. Um, but I do have an interesting story. Okay. Uh, so it was a couple months ago, my, my mama, my mom's mom, her brother had a birthday mm-hmm. and um i remember his uh one of his daughters hit me up on facebook and i know i know who she is you know so she's verified family <laughs> uh you know she was like oh you know your lola danny he he his bike broke and you know now you know he's sad like he, he oh. doesn't get to ride his bike around and this dude's like i think he's about like maybe almost 80 so but he's mm. still kicking yeah riding his bike all around and you know staying fit and i was like damn you know like this is my mama's only brother who's alive mm-hmm. she loved him so much uh I want to give him a bike, you know, and uh, luckily um, I was able to send money, you know, along with my sister, we were able to send money back home to them and they were able to give him this beautiful bike and he was so happy. And, you know, that just made me feel so good because Mm -hmm. I knew that I was able to, you know, show my love to them Mm -hmm. and let them know like, hey, we still got you in any way we can. Um, And, you know, made his birthday really special. So I think that was really, really great that's really sweet i i love that i have a niece in the philippines my cousin's daughter i've never met her Mm -hmm. the last time i saw my cousin was at a family reunion in the philippines in 1998 i believe so i haven't seen him in years and years and years but his mom actually lives with my parents out here in the u.s and um my auntie lucy yes (laughs) and like her (laughs) she's great so this niece um she is a huge Disney fan. She loves Frozen. She loves Moana. And even though I've never met her, never held her, she is still my niece. Mm-hmm. She's the cutest bib girl ever. <laughs> I mean, she's six now, but she's still a baby. And whenever it's Christmas, I have no hesitation in going to Target, Walmart, like finding the best Frozen goods ever so they could ship it back home. I remember one time they were calling and asking if we can... Um, send a frozen backpack because she was about to enter i think the first grade mm-hmm. and I, I was like yes let's do it let's buy the best one they can find like the best one we can find i don't care if it's 50 dollars. Yeah. let's do it like let's you know because growing up i remember not that my parents were really poor when i was younger but the, you know i'd want the barbie backpack or the barney mm-hmm. backpack but you know, $15 for a backpack when they can spend $7 on a generic Jansport, yeah. you know, for the sixth grade. Yeah. That was more in their eyes. Like, that was reasonable. So I was thinking of... I was Like the kid in you? Yeah, I was more... It was the kid in me that was just like, oh, she really wants a frozen backpack. Let's, like, let's do it. Yeah. And she's told... Um, her grandma, my auntie, that she's very grateful. Like, thank you, Ate Carla, mm. like for all the stuff. And so if they ever come out to the U.S., like I will be like, let's go to Disneyland, girl. Yeah. Like we're going to have some fun. But yeah, so yeah. if definitely financial means and same thing, if a cousin or a distant someone hit me up and I verified and they they really were who they were, I wouldn't mind sending as long as I had the money because you know, even though your family, I also have to think about my life mm. here in the U.S. first mm-hmm. because I can't help you if I can't help myself first. If I'm struggling to pay rent, then I won't have a head over my shoulders to be able to a head over my shoulders, a roof over my <laughs> head to be able to send. I hope you have a head over your shoulders. I hope I have a <laughs> shoulders. <laughs> knees and toes anyways but yeah if i'm struggling to pay rent then you know i can't help you out in the wrong long run yeah it's like when you're on a plane they say put your mask on before you can help anybody else exactly you gotta breathe first yeah before so but that's just one of the family traditions i'm sending money home but one of the next traditions is courting and if you don't know what courting is, and if you're not familiar, courting is an act of dating. And not just dating around. When you meet the one or you meet the boo thing and you want to get all up in that, <laughs> you have to date them and take take them out and really get to know them. And I think that's actually one of my favorite parts about the Filipino culture is the, is the courting aspect because here in the U.S., there is just this 
hookup culture mm. you know tinder there's grinder there's a bunch of different dating apps used just for hooking up and a lot of people online are talking about how people just want to hook up and no one's down for dating or people beat around the bush or they don't say what they're feeling and they're just trying to act cool to try to impress them when you just got to be honest with yourself. And yeah. so courting in the Philippines, in Filipino culture is, you know, not just dating the person, but you're also dating the family as well. And just really taking the time to get to know the person because, you know, so you could be with the person, like yeah. officially. Yeah, it's... It's interesting how, you know, because when I grew up, I heard the word courting, too. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was like, what the hell is courting? That sounds so, like, 1800. Yeah. And, you know, like, which was kind of confusing as well because they're like, oh, you can't date. Mm -hmm. But they talk about, like, oh, when you're courting, are you courting them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just so strange. I used to live in Anaheim with my auntie, my uncle, and my two cousins. And I remember my grandma used to call my auntie and they would just talk and all that stuff but my my grandma would ask oh is anyone courting carla out uh -huh. there and um and it'd be so funny because my auntie would come into the room and laugh and be like oh you're inang she's asking if anyone's courting you and i was like no you could tell her no that i'm focusing on studies she might be really happy or when i see her she'll ask oh is anyone courting you and in my head i'm like let me tell you, if courting means getting digged down after the clubs or in the back of a car behind Food for Less, then yes, a girl's getting courted, but... Behind Food for Less? No. It wasn't a Sprouts or a Whole Foods? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, uh, hold on, I got distracted. I didn't expect that. Are you thinking about it? I'm thinking about you in a car behind a food for list. Well, I'm very small. So like a, a fit, you know, a, a Kia fit or a Honda fit, a Kia Soul. A, Yar a Yaris. A Yaris, yeah. Oh my God, a Fiat. Okay. <laughs> a smart car. I've, so, okay, I have a question. Does courting work the same way? So say, I mean, I guess in hetero relationships, mm -hmm. does... I you know it's it's automatic to assume courting a guy would court a girl yeah but like can a girl court a guy yes a hundred percent girl it is twenty twenty one the guy should not just be doing all the work and I know there's some girls out there who prefer that who like to get asked out but I think girls are just as powerful they know what they want if you want to court a guy go for it but also remember court a guy and you know. Just keep your mind open because sometimes there's guys who isn't just going to court you, court you. They're going to court everyone else. But then again, if they're courting more than one person, that's not really courting. Because courting is very, mm, it's exclusively specific. dating, you know. Um, but yes, girls my, can definitely court others. So when your grandma asked mm -hmm. if anyone was courting you, would it work the same? Or like, why didn't she ask, is Carla courting anybody? Mm. I think my okay my grandma just turned 98 bless her soul she is so cute but she's strong. she's still really tra traditional in that sense with the whole gender role thing okay. so that's why in her head she's always asking is a man courting Carla not me but mm. if I wanted to court someone yes okay you gotta date your person gotcha gotcha yeah and you know like courting that also goes um with you know the person you're dating they go to the house they say hi to your family mm -hmm. they greet you and they're also building relationships with the family yep um because if you're not doing that you know you're just casually dating you know? yeah and, and courting like carla said it, it takes more responsibility it's a little more intentional mm -hmm. um and i think you know i'm personally a fan of courting you know like you can't just it's just kind of like having friends like you can't just let anybody come into the house mm -hmm. like, you know like you also got to bring in people who respect you respect your family mm -hmm. respect everybody who's in your life so yes if that ain't if they didn't got that they're not for you yep then you are not getting some behind food for less a hundred percent with the um you know you're also dating the family members so it reminds me of uh, there's a Filipino TV show. It came out, I think, in 2017? 
maybe it's called On the Wings of Love. It stars On the Wings of Love. That is the theme song. <laughs> okay. Um and it stars Nadine Lustre and James Reed. They are one of my favorite love teams and I know they're not together anymore. Sad sad. It feel it felt like I got broken up. How, how did they break up? Like aren't these love teams usually like for life? They could be for life, yes, but I think their contract ended. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they just like they kind of grew apart and they're taking time to do other things and just see themselves. It was a very amicable breakup. It wasn't anything messy or anything like like that. Okay. But anyway, so this um t- it's great. You should watch it. It's called On the Wong- Wings of On the Wongs. Wow. Well. The Wongs of Love. <laughs> um but this is a great TV show. I highly recommend. It's one of my top five favorite Filipino TV shows. And so the main girl, Leia, has an older sister named Tiffany in the Philippines. And she is getting courted by their quirky, silly, very clumsy, but all around a very good guy named Tolites. Tolites? Tolites. It's a nickname. I'm pretty sure in the show he has a name, but you know how Filipinos traditionally give, they give, you know, like there's an uncle boy. Okay. There's an, they're a tita baby, but the real name's like Bernadette. I've never heard toe lights. Neither have I, but that's his name. I feel like I'm not saying it with the correct Filipino Toe lights. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like I'm not saying it. Does that sound Filipino? I think so. I don't know. I I I don't know how to do a Filipino accent. Yeah, so I feel like I'm saying Tolites in a very westernized accent, so I apologize. But anyways, in the TV show, he is doing so much, not just for Tiffany, but for the family. The The dad, he was sick, so he was helping the dad out. He's helping the sister Leia. He was doing so much. You could see him like cleaning the house, scrubbing, picking up uh, Tiffany from work and holding groceries and doing so much for the family to show that he is devoted to Tiffany. And this is just to get with her to be officially boyfriend and girlfriend. This isn't just, oh, I'm doing this so I can marry her and marry mm. into the family. This is, I just want to be with her. Gotcha. And it was very, it was very, very cute in the TV show, but that's the way courting works in the Philippines. You're not just courting the girl or the guy, you're courting their family too. It's definitely one of my favorite fam- uh, Filipino family traditions, mm-hmm. courting. Yeah. I think we need to bring courting back 2021, 20, but safely. All right. So another Filipino tradition is family gathering. Filipino families love to gather and party and have a grand old spanking time. And I know I do whenever it's someone's birthday, like for example, October, which is where my birthday's at, and my dad's birthday, my auntie's birthday, my cousin's birthday. So my family, what they'll do is they'll say, hey, on October 26, let's all go to so-and-so's house and we'll have an all October's birthday and they'll get cake and lots of food and we all celebrate everybody's October celebrant. We'll all celebrate everyone's <laughs> birthday whose is it in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. There's many different reasons why Filipinos will party. They'll literally find any freaking reason whenever there's a Pacquiao fight. My dad loves Pacquiao um, despite him being problematic. Um he will host a huge, huge party at the house, purchase the fight on HBO, and everyone will come over. There'll be drunk people everywhere, lots <laughs> of food, all the cousins, and it's a lot of fun. Is there something that your family does at these family gatherings that you look forward to that is just kind of like your own family tradition? Ooh, honestly, no. It's just everyone just looks forward to seeing each other. You know, it's just so much fun. Both my sides, both my mom's side and my dad's side are very close. So sometimes I'll go to my dad's side of the family and I have cousins from my mom's side that will show up because everyone's really close. And it's all it's it's really cool because I have some on my mom's side. I have my nieces and nephews who I used to hang out with just, you know, like a little bit at a time. And then now that they're all 22 plus for the most part, they're all drinking, they're all adults. So now I can hang out with them more so at these family parties at my mom's side because they're closer in age to me and we have more in common. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I feel you. I, you know, because of the state of the, you know, the world, it's, it's really sad that we can't really gather too mm-hmm. much with like families. Like, you know, one thing that I really look forward to with my family is, you know, like you said, it's just being around each other and having, you know, like 
that comfort and and love around you the people who are down for you and support you mm-hmm. you know nothing beats like having your family all mm-hmm. together in one room vibing with each other acting stupid mm-hmm. you know getting drunk if that's your vibe you yeah. know um and it's just fun you know like especially even too if like you have a friend that comes over and it's like the first time your friend has come to a family party mm-hmm. you're gonna be welcome with open arms yes you know? and and you're gonna be a part of the family and 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 know like how it is to really be around filipinos like yeah it's you know and that's one thing like i like about filipinos like they're very very hospitable welcoming um and it's fun it's it's really really fun yeah for sure when you bring if you are a non-filipino going to a filipino party just know that you've made it yeah that I mean, I know me personally, I don't just invite any old fucking friend to any Filipino family. I have to really fuck with you to be like, hey, come over next Saturday. There's going to be tons of food. You're part of the family. You got to get that golden ticket to come in. In terms of me for family gathering, uh, it's always been a big part of of my life Mm -hmm. you know when i was very young so our house in san francisco our house was like the hub for all family and generations you know like my mom her cousins and then when when they all had kids they came to the house you know and everybody just gathered it was a house people grew up in and i think that's always kind of been like embedded in me where it's like um you know family gatherings are so important because i saw how important it was, mm-hmm. you know, for family to be together. And my pop was the leader of that. You know, he made sure, like you said, people are going to celebrate everything. But mm-hmm. most importantly, it was like Christmas. Like Christmas fucking Eve, man. Like mm-hmm. it would be popping. Um, even in New Year's, actually, New Year's Eve. Like it would be popping. Everybody's there gathered, having fun. It's really loud. Um, you know, and I think that's important to have, you know. And luckily, you know, if you're able to have that, mm-hmm. you know, consider yourself really, really blessed yeah. that you have like a big family around you because, you know, unfortunately, not a lot of people are blessed. Um, you know, and I think also it's kind of, I would say, not responsibility, but it'll be, it's very, um, very nice and very, you know, um, compassionate to bring people in that group, mm-hmm. knowing that they don't have that in yeah. their life, you know. And as we got older our friends who maybe didn't have uh you know big family parties or maybe had broken families were able to come to our house mm-hmm. and share in that tradition with us and you know it's kind of like passing on the legacy to not only family but like our closest people mm-hmm. and you know i think that's one of the traditions that is very very positive in our lives mm-hmm. uh so shout out to my pop Shout out to you, Pops. Speaking <laughs> of Christmas, that leads us into our next tradition. Yeah. And that is Christmas is three months long. Christmas is no longer just in December. In the Filipino community, Christmas starts in October. And my family personally doesn't do this, but I know there's like a lot of family out in the Philippines and even a lot of Filipinos out here in the U.S. They start decorating their homes in October. And hmm. I personally love fall, so I would not start decorating my house with christmas things in october i would like to give fall and those oranges and pumpkin spice lattes a chance but as soon (laughs) as it's december like it's time for christmas decorations for sure and i think it's like i love christmas it's probably my favorite holiday i love just that cozy feeling i love seeing color red and gold everywhere it's just it ignites a lot of good memories in me i've been very very blessed to have only good christmases even during covid last year i mean covid's still here but even last year when no one was gathering i still had a great christmas so i've never had a bad christmas ever and i'm gonna knock on wood because i don't (laughs) want to have a terrible christmas Uh, coming up in life but i i just christmas always instigates such good warm cozy feelings in me um so i think it's really cool that a uh, christmas tradition or filipino christmases start in october do your does your family start decorating or celebrating in october mm, i don't really remember too much about when they started decorating but i know my pop he would start decorating putting up the lights um we had these big pearls that we we'd put on the windows mm-hmm. that the pearls are like the stars 
um, these like glowing light stars mm-hmm. that uh, Filipinos make, um, which is really cool. It's a really cool tradition in the Philippines. Um, but you know, he would start decorating, you know, putting up the stockings on the mantle, and mm-hmm. but um, you know, that's something that I think is really fun because you know, Christmas isn't just Christmas Eve. It's not Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's definitely a seasonal thing. Um, and like you know, like you said, it brings you a lot of like good, warm feelings and happiness. And I think. Um, you know, this is just a personal note. Like, I feel like people need to preserve that and bring that back to life again because mm-hmm. I feel like it's so consumed with um, consumerism and buying presents and all this shit. But it really doesn't matter. At the end of the day, which is sad, like, we can't gather with people we love to celebrate this holiday and celebrate each other. But mm-hmm. um, I'm going on a rant on, tan- uh, on a tangent. Tan- tangent. But, you know, I just feel so strongly about that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I love Christmas and. I will watch Christmas videos just to feel like happiness because it just brings me a like lot. Like twenty four seven, like three six five. You'll watch Christmas videos. Hell yeah, I'll watch <laughs> Christmas videos in June if I want to. Like people just building gingerbread houses or decorating. I love watching people's Christmas decoration videos on YouTube. Like people decorating their homes for Christmas mm. and gathering ideas for Christmas decor. I just love that shit so much. And I love, I one of my love languages for sure is gift giving. So when I buy presents for people, whether that's my nieces, my nephews, my mom, whoever, I sit there and I make a list and I think about them. How one how old are they what are things they like i don't just buy everyone a starbucks gift card or just get whatever's the cheapest i literally think and i curate the perfect gift for someone Mm. i remember one year in 2019 um so my nieces were working very very hard one was in nursing school the other one was um working on some medical stuff they were just working their asses off and i knew they needed a self-care spa package so i got them really cute um pajama set i got them some bath bombs some good aromatherapy things and one of the things that this was my favorite part of the gift i Mm -hmm. got them each three joints with a very nice weed in it (laughs) and i grinded it and i packed it my damn self Mm -hmm. and i put it in a really cute card holder and i stuffed it with cotton and i put tissue paper Mm -hmm. and it says like hand packed by tita carla (laughs) and it was three beautiful joints for all of them it's a great gift see Cause, and I know they gonna need it because they stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one, one Filipino tradition uh, is going to midnight mass on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Is that something your family did? Yes. Yeah, so a lot of my family still does that. My immediate family, like my mom and my dad, they don't do that anymore. But I remember having to go to midnight mass and... Um, I didn't really want to go. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, for me, I didn't really understand that tradition because, well, my family didn't do that. Mm-hmm. What we would do is we'd open our presents at midnight. Mm-hmm. Santa would come down, um, down the hallway. We, you know, we start singing carols, and then he'd come down the hallway, bring, ringing his bell and the full suit. And then Santa would distribute all the presents under the tree. And that was our family tradition. Nice. And then, you know, obviously, yeah. So that was our family tradition. It was a great tradition. It's something that we continue to do for the kids mm-hmm. in the family. And, um, yeah, like, I love it. I love looking at the pictures. Like I mentioned before, you know, like a lot of the family um, have been there for generations. So even looking back at the pictures in, like, the 80s and the mm-hmm. 90s, like, you could see Santa Claus still doing his thing, showing up at midnight. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a really cool family tradition with my family. That's cute. I really, really like that. Uh, on my mom's side of the family, we all gather on Christmas and it's always usually at the same house, my auntie's house. And we all gather in the garage. And usually my mama Rose, my auntie, would say everyone's name. Like, so to Erica, to Princess. And then they would distribute all the gifts. And then once all the gifts are distributed, all the kids normally will sit and open all their presents. They have huge trash bags to mm-hmm. put all the trash. And then another trash bag for all their gifts that they've gathered. And I remember one time, one of my cousins told me, oh, Carla, one day when you're older, you won't get these gifts anymore. You're going to be the adult that has to give the gifts. And I remember crying about <laughs> it. I was so traumatized because I was like, no, I need all the toys. <laughs> but now that I am the adult giving the presents i don't mind i love it like i said i love gift giving Mm -hmm. and so looking at like like watching 
people open up my gifts to see their reaction because I work so hard on it. Mm -hmm. And so now, now you're the adult giving prepack joints to the children. Hell yeah. Who are now adults. <laughs> I'm not just a regular auntie, I'm a cool auntie. <laughs> so this goes on to the next tradition and it has to do with New Year's Eve traditions. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of different traditions within this tradition. And these are things that I've gained um, from my mom and I thought growing up I thought these were things just my mom did and made up but then I did some research and I realized these are actual Filipino traditions and one of them is putting coins and money at your front door on Christmas Eve and that signifies money coming in mm. for the new year so even when I moved out of my parents house and I started staying with uh, friends I would tell them hey if you see money on the front door just know it's a Filipino tradition. It means money coming in. And so my last two roommates, they're white. Love them so much. Actually, one of them did our promo photos. Shout out Max Baker. Um, and her twin sister, Sam Baker, who did all the behind the scenes. She, um, so I was, they were my roommates. And so I told them, hey, on Christmas Eve, you're gonna see dollar bills and coins on the front door. That means money coming in for the new year. So um, that's what it is. And they were like, oh, cool. And then they started bringing out their coins and <laughs> then putting cute. it out on the on the um, front too. Yeah. And I thought that was like one sweet, it warmed my heart that they were like participating in it <laughs> and they didn't think it was stupid or yeah. anything. They were like, oh shit, okay, well, let me. You're like, I want some money, let me <laughs> drop my coins here. Yeah, so have you, is that something your family did too? That's not something my family did um, on New Year's Eve when we were kids. I remember my pop putting um, like coins in like a shaker, like, mm -hmm. a, like a glass bottle or something, and they'd be like shaking oh, it, yeah. making noise. You know, when the when midnight were like mm -hmm. um, when midnight you know clocks in, was it when midnight hits? <laughs> when midnight hits, you know they'd shake the money and then they'd throw the money, and all the kids would be like scrambling for the mm -hmm. coins and um, you know getting that money. Yeah, that, that was our money. It's like we didn't wait for the money to come. The kids actually grabbed the money. Gotcha. <laughs> so the shaking though, that in itself is also a tradition. Mm. So when midnight hits, you make hella noise, and it kind of is supposed to signify warding off all the bad juju mm. that could possibly hit you during the new year. So you're scaring off all the bad spirits, all the bad juju trying to come at you and mess with your vibe. And you're like, no, bitch. No, no, bitch. Not here. Not here. Not here. Another um, New Year's Eve tradition is um, having 12 round fruit on a platter on your counter table or whatever. So oranges, peaches, whatever. And the round fruit is supposed to signify um, prosperity and good mm. luck for um, the year. And then the 12 different kinds is for the 12 months. And so that's something I've kept up. My mom also makes us dress in polka dots. So she'll use polka dot pajamas. Do you have any specific New Year's Eve traditions besides the coins in the jar? Uh, I don't have any specific new year's Eve traditions honestly um i'm not too big on it but mm -hmm. one thing um that's really interesting is like one of my good friends brianna she actually you know told me about this a couple years ago where she doesn't consider new year's her, like the new year to start on january mm. she considers the new year to start on her birthday oh okay so um, uh, when's brianna's birthday I think it's like April 5th. Okay. I hope I got that right. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's April 5th. But uh, <laughs> Brianna's going to listen to this and be like, girl, we're not going to be friends no more. Like, Damn, how long I known you? Um, but yeah, um, you know, New Year's Eve starts on her birthday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, ever since she told me that, I was just like, you know what? I really like that because I'm not going to, my new year does not start on this calendar date that you tell me it's going to be on a special date that actually means something mm -hmm. personal to, to yeah. myself. And yeah, um, yeah, so New Year's, I don't really hear too much about it. Gotcha. You know, it's, it's good, for, it's big for everybody else, but, um, but if you think about it, like, for what reason? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like, because the calendar date says so? It's funny when people have their New Year's resolutions. I mean, it's not funny. It's always good to have resolutions, like, just in general. But when people are like, oh, my New Year's resolution is to... Uh, get healthy get fit and so they'll like be really unhealthy up until the first and then they start and uh, yeah. the gyms are just filled with so people, packed so packed and then by march they kind of like drift off and i've had new year's resolutions where the resolution is to get fit and lose weight but i think 
people go into it with like new year new me yeah. when you could start now like why wait yeah. why wait start it now yeah don't start i when won't everybody... start it now but you can <laughs> yeah like don't start when everybody else starts like start when it's ready for you mm-hmm. and like that's the thing about starting these like um resolutions for yourself or these new like goals for yourself like it all starts in your head and yeah. your discipline and and if you're just in it because like you know what this is a good time because i think it's a good time or they the ad came up and they're like oh mm-hmm. start your gym membership zero down you know ten dollars a month whatever like okay planet fitness <laughs> uh, so I really like this one. It's eating long noodles for long life. Mm. And a lot of the times this is uh, seen on, on birthdays. So if your family has a birthday, your friend has a birthday, you're going to eat some pancit, you know, maybe eat a cup of noodle if you're not, if you're on a budget, you know, whatever <laughs> noodles to signify um, well wishes and good life for the person you love. Yes. And like Jazz said, it's not just for birthdays. It could be for anniversaries. It could be for any type of thing that you're trying to celebrate. So whether that's long life or many more years of love for the couple or yourself, you and your significant other. I love it. It's great. I love a good ponset. But yeah, sometimes, sometimes I don't want the ponset. Sometimes I want ramen or whatever it may be. Spaghetti. Spaghetti, yeah. So eating noodles is a great Filipino tradition I like because it also comes in the form of food and Filipinos love their food. Yes. We love food here too. Yeah. Um, Another Filipino food tradition is cutting the cross in the rice before Mm -hmm. you serve it. And this is actually something my family doesn't do. I feel like I've seen my grandma do it, but I thought it was just like something she herself did, but I never caught on. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know this really existed either until one time when I was a kid. My pop, I was about to eat the rice. Like, I was hungry. So I was, like, ready to just dig in. And then I take the scooper, mm-hmm. and I'm poking. I'm about to scoop some rice out of the, the pot. And my pop was, like, like giving me the look. And I'm, like, yeah? <laughs> and he's, like, he's pretty, he's pretty much saying, like, put make a cross. And I'm, like, make a cross? Like, like <laughs> you know and and you know you have to actually mark the rice mm-hmm. with the scooper and and indent across in the rice gotcha um you know and that's something that i've done since that moment i remember when he passed like my mom um made uh, uh the cross in the rice and i was like oh cool you know like i like how you know we're still doing that mm-hmm. and putting like crosses on the rice you know um and we learned it from pop and you know i think that was really cool like we passed down and yeah. you know every time i do it i think about him i think mm-hmm. about him um you know looking down on me and giving me the hey you better make a, a cross <laughs> uh, a rice cross or, mm-hmm. or you know i'm gonna be mad yeah <laughs> so the purpose of actually making the cross in the rice mm-hmm. is to bless your food Mm. and to be thankful for your food it's not just we just wanted to mark the rice because we <laughs> wanted to make signs but uh but yeah it's to but actually bless the rice you start <laughs> making crop circles <laughs> for like mandalas and shit yeah. <laughs> it's like we're making a like it's someone's birthday or like happy birthday yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know, speaking of the the rice, the aklo, the spoon the for aklo? the aklo, I don't know if I I don't know if that's just Ilocano, but the aklo is a scooper for the rice. Okay. So I remember one time I was having dinner with my family, and the ladle on the soup was facing me, and my okay. grandma told my mom to move the ladle because it was facing me, and I didn't understand why. And they were saying my my grandma was saying how when you're eating and there's like a pot of soup or whatever it is and there's a ladle it shouldn't face anybody because then that means like that person's gonna get hurt and so my Mm. grandma noticed the ladle was like it just drifted and it started to face me and she was like she told my mom oh move the ladle so it like faces in between the people or whoever yeah and so it's like a what's it called like a board game when the arrow faces like or like twister yeah like when it faces like yeah. somebody so now when i see the ladle even if it's on the stove um then i will move it i remember mm. this happened in your north hollywood apartment and your roomie was cooking and i noticed that the ladle was facing him so i moved it <laughs> and i was like oh i'm gonna move this for you bro like you you, you uh unwillingly uh unknowingly saved him from uh what some bad juju yeah i i I was like i'm gonna move this bro because my grandma says if it faces you you're gonna get hurt so i was like i'm gonna move this shit for you i just saved your life i just saved your life (laughs) and another tradition or like within family dinners is when 
people are eating, you don't leave. Like you don't leave the house mm. to go somewhere while people are eating. Like you have to wait till everyone's done because mm. apparently that means that that person who is leaving, they could get hurt too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I remember one time, this was when I was visiting my family, had already moved out and I was eating dinner and I finished my dinner and everyone was still eating. And so I decided to leave. And my grandma told me to sit my ass. Well, she didn't tell me to sit my ass down, but she was essentially <laughs> telling me, you know, sit down, wait till everyone finish eating and oh i didn't like really understand why i was telling her oh it's already late you know like i still have to drive 45 minutes back home yeah. you know it's tired i have work tomorrow and then um you know she's like no you have to like stay and make sure everyone's finished eating first before you can leave and then my mom was explaining oh it's because you might get hurt mm. if you try to leave it's always me getting hurt at the dinner <laughs> table and the only thing that's hurt is my tummy because it's so big <laughs> after like just stuffing my face <laughs> My soul is good, but my tummy be hurting. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, that was another thing. So when people are eating, I, I like, I don't do that. And, you know, I don't think any of my family has like left while eating. On the topic of food, you know, we have a couple of food traditions here. Mm-hmm. Filipinos love to eat. Uh, say when somebody passes mm-hmm. um, or even just a sign of respect at a party, uh, you make a plate of food mm-hmm. and you offer it to um um, are, are people who have passed mm-hmm. so say like a grandma passed um, or grandpa cousin whoever um, and they have a you know usually have like a photo of them like mm-hmm. in the house and you make the plate put it right next to them in the plate mm-hmm. even like a cup of water so they get to eat before you so just yep. letting them know like hey we got you here's your food um, sign of respect so I think that was also a really cool um, tradition that you know it shows you know a lot of respect for your ancestors mm-hmm. i think that's so important to remember the people who have mm-hmm. come before you and who are who mean a lot to you but no longer here so um what better way than doing it um than food whenever they um you know when there's a big gathering they'll put some food aside like a little bit of everything and then my grandma what she also does is she also gives um puts three cigarettes on a plate and like a lighter um i think she does that with my um like family members who smoke Mm -hmm. so she'll give them cigarettes and stuff like that there's always a boiled egg as well cut in half i don't know why it's specific if it's like specifically like oh boiled egg is it means something but it's always that so i think that's like really nice and cool yeah i i like that uh that cigarette on a plate thing because it's something that that person um, indulged in Mm -hmm. in their life. And speaking of, you know, people have passed and elders. So another Filipino tradition is getting blessed. You know what it is? Come here, ate. (laughs) 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 Um, So essentially what you do to your elders is you take their hand and then you put it to their forehead and you just give them a bless. Just I like, wonder where that started. Yeah. I have no idea where it started either, but I remember there was a TikTok that I saw where it's like, you know you're getting old when you yourself went from blessing the elders to now the younger kids are <laughs> blessing you. And you're like, no! <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the blessing. Uh, you know, we... we we would call it amen. Yeah, okay. You know, um, I know some people say like manopo or yeah, something. Yeah, manopo. Um, but yeah, we'd say, oh, amen. And, uh, you know, um, I, I just thought it was like a cool, um, you know, sign of respect that Filipino youngsters mm-hmm. showed to their elders. And it was like special. It was something I look forward to every time I came home and I got to bless my pop and my mama. Um and you know obviously it's it could be something similar to like a hug or like a kiss Mm -hmm. but you know in in filipino tradition it's the hand to the forehead like we just showed you yeah (laughs) um and i think it's really cool you know it's it's kind of just like when people also like other cultures like they'll bow Mm -hmm. um to their their elders um as a sign of respect and um yeah you know like is that something that you would want to do for you know like your grandkids did you mention that oh like would i want them to bow to me yes bow because i am the queen (laughs) i'm just kidding no yeah i i mean i think for me i would prefer a hug okay you know but i know so my grandma i don't bless her i give her a hug when i see her um or she'll tell me no don't hug me because i have a cough so she's you know trying to protect me but um and then i have other 
grand they're like my cousin's grandparents so we're not necessarily related yeah okay, yeah gotcha. so i'll bless them okay instead of just going in for a hug or i'll bless them and then give them a hug yeah so i'll do that but my you know my grandparents i never really bless it was just more i see them i give them a big old hug yeah i shake my booty and they're like no don't do that <laughs> my grandma every time she sees me and i like to mess with her i'll like shake my booty in front of her and she'll tell me um that i'm a pom-pom uh-huh. and that is necess- that means that you're like an attention seeker okay and not in like a good way but a really bad way like you're trying to seek attention from creepy old men mm. and all that stuff so no pom-pom here no pom-pom <laughs> here um i personally would like the 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 double i would like the amen and then the hug yeah you know i think i think it's cool to mix it up yeah whatever's your flavor maybe a dap uh, maybe a cool handshake. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, keep the tradition. But, you know, it's good to change the tradition a little bit. Within the Filipino culture, there's so many different traditions that have to do with the elders because Filipinos really respect their elders. That's why we have so many of these um, honorifics. Honorifics. So, honorifics. So like Tita, Manong, Manong, mm. Lola. Like we don't just call them Cheryl yeah. or yeah. Kyle. Um, we always <laughs> Why have, do they have white names? <laughs> because, you know, they don't, they'd be calling their mom Sharon and things like oh. that. So mm-hmm. there's always these honorific because elder, your elders are very, very important. You should respect them. And um, there's this thing that whenever we see my grandma, sometimes we'll have her, shit, I don't know what it's called in English. Or it's basically where she takes your head. Come your head. And then she'll like kind of like do this and she'll say a blessing. And it's kind of like for good luck, good health. And like you can't just do it. Like it's the elder, like the matriarch, the queen of the family is the one who does it. So you'll have these like my 45 year old cousin with his bald ass head going, (laughs) Inang, can I have? And then he'll like put his head. Like it don't matter how old you are. You're still like the the, the kid. And, you know, it's good to get that blessing from the elder the grandma mm-hmm. i love it i like it yeah i like it too and i think that wrap, this wraps up this episode yeah i think i mean i think that covers a good amount mm-hmm. of traditions you know obviously you know these are just family traditions that we experience in our own households um you know i actually want to know what other filipino traditions mm-hmm. are there that we haven't talked about you yeah know? um especially you know we're us being filipino american we're very um you know limited in in what our families have passed down mm-hmm. um to us but you know like what like people in the Philippines, like what family traditions do y'all have over there? Yeah, um, that maybe we can also adapt and, and teach our kids out here um, all about the, their culture, the traditions, and, and the good stuff. And if you want to share what those traditions are, whether they're Filipino traditions or maybe you yourself and your family have adopted and created new traditions that Ooh. you're now passing down to your kids and grandchildren, like let us know and let us know on social media. We are at Cracking the Coconut at Instagram and on. On Facebook, we are also at Cracking the Cocoa on Twitter and on TikTok as well. Yes, and we have our beautiful website mm-hmm. that we have designed and <laughs> customized and update weekly. Uh, Sponsor crack- us, Squarespace. <laughs> CrackingTheCoconut.com. Check it out. Um, yeah, I think that wraps it up. You know, um, it's been a good time, Carla. It's been a really good time. You know, see, uh, season nine. Wow, um, I'm already there. <laughs> Um, episode nine. Now we have one more episode till the end of season one. But yes. don't you worry, season two is not going to be too far after. Yes, and you know, keep a lookout on some cool stuff we're going to yeah. be coming out with. Man, we cannot wait to share. We have a lot of exciting things, a lot of cool collaborations coming up, and yes. we are so excited. So once we can share all the fun, exciting news, hit us up. All right, yeah, so well, I'm going to go eat my snickerdoodle now. Ooh, yum. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to Food for Less. Uh-huh. Just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.